Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's uh, time for the next Jam Session podcast. Our guest today in the newsroom for the last half hour has been Todd Allen Herendeen, who's brought us a bunch of classic songs, some of our some of the favorites. Um, and we're really happy to have you here today, Todd. Thank you so much for participating. Thank you for having me. Um, I wanted to go back in time a little bit, since you sing so many of the, the old classics. Uh, when did you fall in love with singing and decide that was what you were going to be doing with your life? Well, you know, uh, I worked as a journeyman tool and die maker up in northeast Indiana. I had a journeyman's card, was making good money, and didn't ever really think of, of music business. And in the early 90s, when um, karaoke became a big, big thing, it started. And finally, me and some buddies would go karaoke, and I hadn't sang anywhere at any time. And as a matter of fact, I got cut from the sixth grade uh, Christmas program because they said I couldn't sing. And, oh, no. and uh, I went to the Catholic school and and Sister Clara Marie said, Todd, you you, you don't have it. I, I can't use you. Oh, <laughs> and um, That's so, pretty harsh. Yeah, yeah. That's what, you know, when I look back at it now, I'm thinking, you were a nun. You should have, you know, <laughs> you, aren't you supposed to lie Just to me and tell me how back. good I am? <laughs> put him in the back. Don't give him a microphone. <laughs> let him sing. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, finally, about 95, some buddies signed me up for a little talent contest, and, and I was scared to death. I'd never sang live for nobody or nothing and other than karaoke, and, and went and did this little talent contest, and I ended up winning it. And um, from there, I caught the bug. If you, you know, a lot of people do certain things, uh, you know, it could be water skiing and go water skiing one time and all of a sudden they want to water ski every weekend, you know, or whatever. Well, for me, it was music. And um, so for a handful of years, um, I say a handful, a couple of years, you know, somebody would say, would you come and sing at my, you know, my aunt's 50th birthday party? Or would you come and sing a song at our anniversary or something like that? And there was an old group called the McCoys, and they had the hit song "Hang On, Sloopy." Sloopy, oh, hang yeah, on, yeah. hang on, Sloopy. And um, the former drummer for them uh, heard me singing one time, and he said, "You know," he said, "I'm about to put on a rock and roll legends concert, and I've got the real Chuck Berry and Chubby Checker and Jerry Lee Lewis and and uh, uh, Four Tops and the Platters and this and that coming." And he said, "You know what?" He said, "If you'll put a band together, I'll let you open that show." And uh, so I, this was in 97, 98, right in there. And I put a three-piece band together. And we went and opened the show. And uh, the newspaper up there is very similar to the News Herald here. It was called the uh, Journal Gazette, but at Fort Wayne, Indiana. And, um, and the headline on the front page was local entertainer Todd Allen Herndine and Chubby Checker were by far the crowd favorite. Oh, nice. And uh, that really... Uh, you know, got me excited and thinking, well, if the if the newspaper's writing this, then maybe we could do maybe we could have some fun with this. So I kept the band and and uh did several things and and, and so that it was really the late nineties that uh I think ninety nine, I believe it was when I finally gave up 
uh, work and, and where I felt music could uh, sustain what I was doing. And, and then in 2002, we came to Panama City Beach. Well, um, you sing a lot of, like I was talking about, the classics. You sing Roy Orbison, Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley. Um, do you have a personal favorite? You know, most people would think that Elvis might be my personal favorite, but he's, he's not. Uh, it just happened that, I, matter of fact, growing up, I wasn't necessarily an Elvis fan. I did not not like him. It just I grew up in the classic rock era of the 70s and early 80s, and so I had, uh, you know, REO Speedwagon and Steve Miller. I mean, that's what we all love, Boston. Right, right. So, um, uh, but at, my mother loved Elvis, and so I grew up with him, and with with Elvis, uh, growing up on the radio, you hear songs like uh, like uh, "I will have blessed my soul." What's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzz. And then when I later in the '90s, when I bought live Elvis from Las Vegas or whatever, those same songs I heard on the radio when they were live, he he jazzed them up. You know, it was more like "I will have blessed my soul." What's wrong with me? You know, and the band would kick in, and it was. And I thought, well, this is cool. So I sort of gained a lot. But um, but I wouldn't say he's my favorite. And the reason why I say that is most people would think that. Um, I, I really like uh, uh, Ronnie Millsap. You know, I'm more into a pure vocalist uh, mm, okay. people. I really like people who um, I would consider like Engelberg um, uh, Humperdinck, you know, who just have that pure sound about them that's so just it's they sing strong pr- voice they they're strong and they're pretty and and that would be what i would lean toward to listen to and and um so i i think the older music um has a lot more feeling than today's music and i mean everybody's got their own gig i'm not against mm-hmm, anybody's mm-hmm. gig but talking in music i think back then they wrote from the heart they they had more meaning when you listen to an older song you can feel and it's like they lived that Today it's like somebody wrote it for you and said, "Now pretend you lived it," you know. And um, so I just feel like, uh, you know, the the powerful voices, but yet they're smooth. That's that's my thing. All right, uh, you're you travel all over, you you tour all the time, uh, but you've also now opened up your own uh, business here on the beach with the Todd Allen Herendeen Theater. Yep, dinner theater. Uh, take just a moment and tell listeners about uh, what you offer there. Well, it's a, it's also a uh, artifacts museum, so to speak. All the walls are done up with autograph photos and guitars, and there's motorcycles in there. Uh, there's a 1958 Harley Davidson sitting in the middle of the room with red velvet roping around it. Um, there's just a lot of, of things like that, but it's also a dinner and showroom. You can come and have dinner. We we went to Pigeon Forge and and investigated if we wanted to move our show up there, and we determined that you know Panama City Beach, even though they've got the mountains, we've got you know the ocean, and but we've got great tourism. And then we went to Branson and and Missouri and uh, performed there, and thought you know maybe we ought to bring the show here. And then, it, but everything kept bringing us right back to the beach. And so we said, rather than go spend money and try to open a showroom there, let's just open one here. And um, so you can come and have dinner with us um, and then, of course, get the show. And 
we bring in specialty acts. You know, we're a brand new venue, so we've had a couple there. We had the original uh, Shondells were there not long ago, and, and of course their hits were Hanky Panky, Money Money, Crimson, uh, Crimson and Clover, Clover, Crystal Blue Persuasion, mm-hmm. and the place was packed. The Gills sold out, and so over time, as we grow, we'll expand and bring in other other acts and other artists. People ask me all the time, they go, well, won't you need to constantly have a new act in there? And I said, no, because we always have a new audience. You know, we're not, we're in a town where every three to seven days, it's a whole new group of people yeah. who haven't seen the show. And so um, that's how here we can get away or any tourist town, they can get away with, with being just doing the same show. You know, most towns, you couldn't do that. You know, you only have so many that live in a town that's going to come, but, but here we're different. All right. Well, um, with that in mind, uh, what's the next thing coming up for you? You know, I don't know. Just going to play and sing. Uh, just tr- keep trying to make the show better, more exciting for people to come. Um, you know, every time I think that I've figured out where I'm going, a year later I'm going another direction. And it's usually a whole lot better than the way I dreamed it up a year before. So, um we're kind of in music and and different things like music you get you can wake up every day to a weird situation for instance um one day we got a phone call and asked if we'd be willing to come to hollywood california and be on a red carpet event and sing a particular song for michael jackson's celebrity uh uh, celebration of life uh, a few years back at the celebrity center in hollywood i mean this overnight so i mean Every time you think you know what you're going to be doing, it, it changes. Uh, woke up one day, and uh, we, we have a song that was re- uh, written by a great songwriter, Kurt Orning, that we recorded, My Name is America. Right. And it's done phenomenal things. And um, woke up one day, and, and unfortunately, a young man, uh, 24 years old, stepped on a landmine in Afghanistan, lost his legs. And, and that... Our, the song uh, My Name is America they had been using as their platoon song and and he said when he came home he wanted to know if they would play that song well we get a phone call and say would you be willing to come and be here when he arrives and I'm I mean how humbling is that to think my god somebody has lost limbs for me yeah okay. and now I get to stand there with him and and uh, sing a song and so it, it seems like every day it changes but it's a change for the better at this point anyways so far, the doors keep opening. Yeah, they keep opening. Yeah. Very few close, and if one does, you know, usually it seems like uh, more doors open that are really even uh, better for you. All right. Well, that's wonderful, man. Thank you again for coming out and hanging out with us. And uh, everybody, please check out the Todd Allen Herendine Theater. And uh, be here with us next week for the next jam session at 3 p.m. on Friday. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.